Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower with my co-host, sister and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. A nice sunshiny day. I mean, it's cold as hell, but the sun's shining, which, you know, always perks a guy up. Yeah. It's like 12 degrees, but at least it's sunny. (laughs) I was glad we had it yesterday, too. Sun two days in a row. I know. January in Idaho, we don't get sun two days in a row very often. What did we do to deserve this? Yeah. I mean, you can't stand to be out in it at all. However, it's nice to look out the window and see it because it is freaking cold. It keeps tricking the pigs. They keep going outside. Yeah, they're not sleeping as much. They keep going outside. It's sunny. And then they get out there and they're like, oh, God, I've made a terrible (laughs) mistake. (laughs) And they come back in the house and get in their blankies on the couch, you know, because that's Mm. the kind of life they live. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Poor kids. Well, it's a hard knock life. It is a hard knock life. I'm doing well too. Um, I'm really excited about this case. I'm going to present you. This is a really interesting one, and I'm going to leave out a little information for you because I okay. feel like you might have a clearer read on this without some of the things that I'm not going to tell you. So well, okay. this is one of our missing and murdered Indigenous women cases. So we okay. made a commitment this year to hit these cases really hard here on True Crime Paranormal. We did our first case last week. Mm -hmm. This is the next one. And, you know, if you want to suggest a case to us, and we really like um, cases that have hinky resolutions, if they have them, people still Mm -hmm. missing, um, feeling like you didn't get the kind of help you needed from law enforcement, that kind of stuff. We like those cases because we want Mm -hmm. to give attention. And so please go to our website, which is truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com and scroll down to the bottom where you can fill out a form for case suggestion and send us your suggestion. Mm -hmm. And we will do our best to do as many of those cases as we can. Because we, as Katie says, we want to give this issue a signal boost. We feel like, you know, we have that responsibility to use our platform to help with these cases. And a lot of these cases are happening very near us. We're in Idaho. The case Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about today is in Montana. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of these cases happening in Montana and Wyoming and Idaho. in Montana. Yeah. And Washington. And Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Montana is kind of like the hot spot. It is. Unfortunately. Montana's Uh, got very bad. Certainly happening around here as well. And we will get to some local ones for us um, also. But we just want to let you know that that's a big focus for us this year. So please send us your cases. Did you know that in the United States, I know you know, but here in the United States, the third leading cause of death for Indigenous women is murder. It's horrifying. Third leading yeah. That's insane. That is absolutely ridiculous. And there's a whole combination of issues going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all these jurisdictional issues between reservations and and like county. And then when the feds get involved and then when you have multiple reservations in an area, then you have different jurisdictions there. That's all part of it. Part of it is, you know, we know that law enforcement is not giving as much attention to these cases as they should. There's some prejudice going on here that is just oh, sickening. Yeah. There's a lot of white privilege going on with these things because often the perpetrators are white. Yeah. There's the oil fields situation and, and mm-hmm. men coming from outside the area to work and they're very anonymous. And so yep. preying on indigenous women is something that happens. And, you know, the, here's the thing. This doesn't just happen around reservations. This is happening in urban areas as well. Yeah. And that we're going to get to all of that. We, we yeah. want to really bring a lot of attention to this. So today we're going to talk about 
the death of Selena Not Afraid. She also went by Selena Bell. Okay. So she's from, she's Crow, she's Crow Indian and she's from. She's Crow? uh, She's Crow. And she's from around Hardin, Montana. So she went missing on New Year's Day 2020. At the time, Selena was 16. And, okay, so a huge part of this problem with this investigation is that there are so many versions of the story about how she went missing and what happened. So she was in a van with an unsure number of people, also unsure of who all those people were, headed for Hardin, They were sort of in between Billings and Hardin, Montana. The van apparently broke down or had some kind of a um, mechanical problem. They stopped at a rest stop on I-90 that was like right between Billings and Hardin. The driver of the van got the van going again. But for reasons that I have yet to see any clear explanation of, they left behind Selena and another woman um also unnamed can't find her name i'm sure there are people who know who she is but as far as like official record i can't find any name of her okay what i can find is that selena was with a group of people that were quite a bit older than her so these people were in their 20s and she was Mm -hmm. 16 okay um it was reported that selena had been drinking quite a lot which her family had questions about because they didn't feel that selena did drink Mm-hmm. Oh, she's 16. What do you, who knows, right? Yeah. So the story sort of goes that Selena and this other woman were waiting at the rest stop for someone else to come and get them. A woman was supposedly coming and getting them. No real explanation about why they didn't get back in the van and go with the people in the van. The other woman says she saw Selena walking off into a field behind the rest stop. Now this is very typical living where we do, we would know what this looks like, but Mm -hmm. so, you know, I 90, it's a very long stretch of highway that is very rural. There's like nothing there. Yeah. So if there's a rest stop, it's just surrounded by nothing, nothing, you know, really probably right there. And the pictures I've seen, um, although it was new year's day, there's no snow and it was about 30 degrees that day. So she says she saw Selena wandering off into a field and never saw her again. She was found later that day, the other woman, Mm -hmm. hiding in a ditch, wearing no shoes, and her legs were all scratched up. And she apparently did not remember what had happened to her or Selena. And yet she did remember seeing Selena wander away? Uh-huh. Okay. That's the story. Okay. And, and so, you know, of course her family, her community members are like, this is suspicious as hell. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Selena's family felt like there was kind of a, a small reaction by law enforcement, but not a lot of one. And so they literally like pulled an RV mm-hmm. to this, to this um, rest stop. Right. And camped out there. And got all their friends and family, and they search and search and search and search. No, Selena. Yeah. They search for her for 20 days. So on January 20th, she's found dead three quarters of a mile from the rest stop. 
Okay. She was found by a group of people who worked for the Department of the Interior who were doing a grid search for her. And that's who found her. Okay. Um, her initial autopsy results were that she died of hypothermia, that she died of exposure. That was the initial autopsy. So if you don't know, there's generally like a an initial autopsy that's kind of the hypothesis. Right. And then they do the official autopsy. So the official autopsy, sort of official, came out in August of 2020. Um, basically just said exactly the same thing. Yes, she died of hypothermia. However, there was no toxicology report with that autopsy. So what this autopsy says is she had no physical injuries, no gunshot mm -hmm. wounds, no broken bones, no injuries to indicate that she'd been harmed in some way. Right. I also can't find anywhere. And if you guys can find this, please send it to me because I have looked and looked. I can't find time of death anywhere. As oh, far no, as no rape kit. There was no rape kit. There was no indication that there had been a rape kit. Um, when that autopsy came out in August, there was a statement that they were still going to do a toxicology. Now, why that hadn't been being done from January 20th all the way to August? Mm -hmm. Good question. And that those results would be published at a later date. Well, it is now January 15th, 2021. So it's now more than a year since she went missing. There is no toxicology report. Can't find it anywhere. So from this very cursory autopsy, mm -hmm. they have identified this as an accidental death, that she died of hypothermia, that she died of exposure. She wasn't dressed for that kind of weather on the day that she just wandered off into a field right. and disappeared forever. Okay. And Can I stop you right there please. with a couple of mm -hmm. things? Okay. First of all, um, I would be very interested to know if there was a rape kit on the lady that they found hiding in the ditch. I believe that they were both roofied. I think they both had either taken or were given something that created uh, total confusion. Okay. I, I do believe that they were both raped. I feel like I, and I think the people in the van are a bunch of liars in that this is not, not what they said it was. Uh, maybe the van broke down. I don't know about that. I'm not clear that that really even happened. But I do think that they stopped here. And I do feel like that Selena was taken out in a field and that she was raped and that she was left. I feel like they and this other woman as well, I, I have a pretty good vision of Selena throwing up in the van. I okay. feel like they, um, the two of them, uh, they didn't want to take them any further on their journey. I don't think they wanted to have to answer for the fact that Selena was as messed up as she was. Whether it was she was roofied or she had taken some other kind of drug, her mental capacity was very, very uh, limited. Uh, mm -hmm. As well as this other person, the other lady, the other woman that she was with. Uh, and I feel like they left him because they didn't want to have to deal with them and didn't want to have to answer for them. But I do feel like one of the men that was in that van absolutely sexually assaulted her and left her in that field. I don't feel like that was by accident. And I don't feel like she just wandered off on her own. I feel like she was taken off on her own. Okay. Now, did she wander further away trying to figure out where the hell she was? I feel like that's very possible. But I feel like he led her away to do what he did. I am 
stunned that there's no rape kit. Maybe there is, and we just haven't heard about it yet, but I absolutely I can't find anywhere where you can actually see the actual autopsy report. I have looked and okay. looked, I can't find it. I can't find, you know, any of the like supplemental stuff, like, yeah, mm -hmm. a rape kit, a toxicology, those kinds of yeah. things. I cannot I find any of that. She uh, was sexually assaulted though. But the other lady, she had something in her system that she didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. I, and maybe she did in her blurry mind think she saw Selena walking out into a field. I don't know that she realized that she was with someone walking out into that field. Mm -hmm. No, there's, there's some big lying going on here. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. So do you think that Selena just died out there? Do you think she went somewhere else and then was dumped out there? I'm struggling with her family and her community searched that area for 20 days. Right. And didn't find and she was found three quarters of a mile from the rest stop. I find that odd. Um, I mm -hmm. also find it odd that I cannot find what the um, medical examiner examiner deemed as her actual time, time of death. No, I do think she died that night or earlier that, or that day. I, I do think that uh, they missed her somehow. I mean, I know that's crazy, but I do think that she did die then. I feel like she wandered a ways lost and confused and that she wandered, you know, in the opposite direction of the uh, rest stop. But no, I think she died the day she disappeared. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So her family is very unhappy with this accidental death uh, yeah. determination. They consider her to be one of the missing and murdered indigenous women. And they she should. was actually featured in one of the documentaries that I read and how horrified they are at how poorly this case was handled. And and where's the evidence? Where's all the evidence? Why, yeah. why is there not more forensic evidence on her body? Why there's so little about this other woman. Um, it d does very much feel like it was just to wash her hands of this. She wandered out and died, you know, absolutely. And, and just the implication that, well, she was just drunk, you know, right. And yeah. wandered out and died. First she, of all, she was 16. If she yeah. was just drunk, who the hell gave her the alcohol? Right. Who was driving her around? There is culpability here. There is. Yeah. No, yeah. terrible. Mm -hmm. This is why it's so important that we cover these cases yeah. because not only are many of these women still missing, but even the ones who have been found, there's absolute shit police work done on them. Yeah. And, and you can see that in this case a year mm -hmm. later, and we still don't know about a rape kit. We still don't know about a toxicology. We still have not seen public statement about time of death. I read a whole bunch of articles about her autopsy results mm -hmm. and none of them said time of death. And I just, so weird why yeah that's like the first thing they figure out right you know yeah. how did they die and when did they die mm -hmm. you know so yeah i i've been really horrified by this and she was just a kid she was 16 right she was 16 and she was with adults she was she with was. adults there has to be culpability there exactly you just left a 16 year old at a rest stop on a highway mm -hmm. In who, who by their own admission had been drinking a lot yes i mean and there are what? and i and maybe the police know i don't know but you can't i can't get any clear picture of exactly how many people were in the van 
who was in the van? What are the names mm-hmm. of these people? They're adults. Right. Who are they? Mm-hmm. What are their names? There's no, I can't find the name of the, the other woman that they found. And they really thought she was okay, just huddled in that ditch. Right. Looking like she'd been beat up. And why didn't she have shoes on? Yeah. Like, you cannot tell me that she just left that van voluntarily wearing no shoes no. In, in 30 degree weather on New Year's Day. That's insane. Yeah. No. All of this is insane. Mm-hmm. This case has been ignored horrendously. Yeah. Yep. It has. It has. And absolutely, she should be included in the list of missing and endangered Indigenous women or murdered and endangered. I said that all wrong. Yeah, missing and murdered Indigenous women. That she absolutely falls in that category. And this, without a doubt, has been very shoddy at best. And no, it's horrifying. It is. Really, really sad for her family. Well, there's still a push to get more information on her. Yeah. And so I'm going to add her to my Google alerts so that if we see anything else come up, because I want to know why there's no toxicology report yet. It's been a year. I mean, I know this is Montana. Idaho is Mm -hmm. the same way. This forever, but a year and no toxicology, really, Mm -hmm. that they deemed without a toxicology report, they deemed this an accidental death. Right. It was way too easy. What a dustbin uh, ruling without any real, right. you know, work how done. Can, I mean, how what? can you deem someone's cause of death without knowing if they had drugs in their system? Right. Because doesn't that tell you whether or not they wandered out into the middle of nowhere voluntarily or not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ugh. This, it just makes me so angry and I'm so angry for her poor family. Me her family is absolutely disgusted. devastated. She is a beloved. Well, and here's the thing you have to know about her. Her twin sister commit suicide when they were 11. She has an older sister who was hit and killed walking on a highway at night. It's still an unsolved murder. Oh. And her older brother had some kind of an altercation with the police and was shot and killed by the police. So their family has been through an unbelievable amount of trauma. And then now this. And they actually have two murdered daughters whose cases have not are been unsolved. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hit and run. I guess her, her older sister was in a car with some people. They were, they got into a fight and she got out and said, I'm walking. So she was walking down the highway in the dark and a car hit her and killed her and just kept on going. Oh, and I mean, I understand in rural Montana that that would be hard to solve. Although yeah. her family has done a huge amount of investigation and they believe they know who hit her, but really? they can't get the police to listen or do anything. This, this family has just been through a huge amount of tragedy. Yeah, they have. Oh, that is just terrible. And they certainly deserve better answers than this. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. Wow. Yeah. Well, well thank you. That's why we're going to, that's why we're doing what we do, right? Absolutely. That's why we're going to keep doing these cases, bring awareness to them as much as we can, and hopefully be able to help in some way. You know, Mm -hmm. people have got to start talking about this. And I know there are a lot of people who are talking about it, Mm -hmm. but white people need to start talking about this. Uh, Yeah. That that's where, you know, lots of indigenous people are talking about it, which is awesome. And they're doing fantastic work. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, white people, because it's mostly us that um, perpetrate these kinds of crimes. Yeah. We need to start talking about this and be more aware. 
Absolutely. And just demanding better. Yes. Demanding better. This Mm -hmm. little girl deserved much better than this. And so does her family. Without a doubt. Well, and it just feels like yet again, the victim shaming, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. She was just drunk and wandered out and killed. Well, you get what you get, you know? Well, here's the thing. Okay. It was 30 degrees. Mm -hmm. Got down to 20 that night. It rained a little bit. So they said one of the reasons, because it doesn't seem like hypothermia weather. There was no snow on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, They said if she was wet and got down to 20, that that could kill you. But why was she not with it enough by that point to be able to walk back to the rest stop, Mm -hmm. go inside of it? If you don't know what a rest stop is, they're bathrooms. Yeah. And they're warm. They're generally, and and I don't know about this one, I didn't look it up, but most of them on on highways like that are actual buildings with heat. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, could it have been just a like porta potty kind of situation? It still would have been warmer and safer to go inside one of those. Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't she? I mean, you cannot tell me that a 16 year old wouldn't have the wherewithal if they were in their right head to get inside somewhere. Yeah. But she didn't. No, I. I think she was whatever was in. I think the toxicology report knows. <clears throat> I think whatever was in her system, she was so messed up that she just. I think she did try to, you know, figure out where she was, but went the wrong direction for a while, and then I feel like she fell asleep, and that she, you know, yes, she got rained on, she got cold, she got colder, and she froze to death, and just didn't, uh, you know, didn't really come back into consciousness enough to really figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. But that doesn't sound like a kid that hasn't been messed with. You know what I mean? No. Like, no. Who's responsible for what she had in her system? Exactly. That's what I want to know. Who, what were they doing? Who gave Mm -hmm. her whatever this was? And then who walked out in the ways with her? Because I do feel Mm -hmm. like she was sexually assaulted. You know? And the other part of that is. She's traumatized. She's had alcohol. She's had who knows what else in her system. Right. My question, though, is that I suspect that maybe the rape kit wouldn't show much because I'm thinking that the person that raped her uh, used a condom. And also, it wasn't necessarily like a forceful, damaging rape. And so, again, we just felt she was sexually active. Yeah. But she was already impaired. She shouldn't have been. No. No, it was a rape. No. And then they just left her there. That's the thing. The people in that van. Whoever they may be, have responsibility here. They hold culpability. They left her there. I mean, end of the day, that should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. It should. Wow. Well, thank you for your read on that. You bet. I, as soon as I read this and I saw this in a documentary, I went, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. How they've, you know, deemed this case an accidental death is, is, it's BS. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic oh. Sisters. We will keep covering these kinds of cases. So please make your suggestions to us at truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.
If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.